Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So far away from me. I, this is like the furthest we've sat apart to record. Are we social distancing or are we just tired of each other? Do I smell? Are you scared of me? All of the above. <laughs> so hello. <laughs> Oh, what's going on here? This might be the most awkward episode we'll record. It's because Lindsay and I broke up. <laughs> yes, it was, um... It was mutual. I'm trying to remember what Michael Scott says about he and... What is it, Jan or Carol? When it's, like, not mutual, but he's like, it was... But he says, like, it's mutual, but it's not. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Okay, someone out there. Someone knows. Uh, channel it to us right now. Because this is live, please, right? please. <laughs> This is live to our neighbors. Yeah. Our, la- our neighbors could hear this. That's true. Is this our first episode of 2021? It is, mm-hmm. isn't it? I don't think so. Because we talked about we talked about the new year in our last one about how like COVID's not gone just because it's 2021, right? Uh, yeah, but I thought we were like, it's not going to be gone. Oh, is it? We know. haven't recorded in like a month. It's been it's been a minute. We've been taking some breaks between our episodes. What can you do? You know, life goes on. We no longer live in our endless pandemic summer where we just sat mm-hmm. in our apartment it's for like true. weeks straight. We have things to do now. Yep. Oh, wait, okay, it was posted January seventeenth, but I don't know when we actually recorded we it. We probably recorded it right after the new year. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Anyone remembers? Anyways. We, I listened to it not that long ago, too. I literally listened yeah. to it, like, less than a week ago. I don't remember. Sorry Same. about that. Sorry, you guys. We also had that conversation. <laughs> not only was it recorded and I listened to it a week ago, we were a part of that conversation. I don't remember when it was. No. I don't even remember the conversation. It was lasagna. It was Jesse Driscoll in the chamber pot of pasta. Yes. Such a great title. Very Will we good be title. able to top it this time? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure oh. some headassery. Oh, there's the first cuss word. All right, we'll make this one explicit. Made it a strong 42 seconds, but I'm sure there will be some strong headassery that will come in and constitute a title. Oh God, those are some big words. Yes, they're all in the dictionary. My mom headassery is picture. in the dictionary. Look what this picture my mom sent me today with no words, no context. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say back. <laughs> Why did she send, like, is she saying, like, hey, this is here. I know you like them. I don't know. It was in my truck. Well, their truck. Hmm. I don't know if they, like, took it out. They're probably going to snap it in half. Like, screw you, daughter. We don't really like you that You're much. supposed to come over for ribs today. Sorry, guys. I have stuff to do. It's Sunday. Sunday. It's my rest day. Let's see. You might need to move a little closer to your microphone. Okay. How is this? Yes, that's better. Yes. How is this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, excuse you. What did you Is have? this episode 12? Yeah. It's not like a crazy different number, but at, welcome to episode 12. Yeah, welcome. 12 is a nice um, even number. Also, if you listened to the last episode right when I uploaded it, sorry, that was episode 10 we uploaded <laughs> on accident. Oh, that was a good time. That was, uh, we had, like, four listeners. It was, I don't know who it was, but I'm sorry. I hope you got to listen to the actual 11th episode. Real fans won't say anything. They'll be Real like, fans will just listen again. Yeah. 
But like, God, that was even better than the last one. God, best one yet. Uh, I guess we can do some housekeeping. housekeeping. I have a few bullet points that I just typed up. So I don't even know what they are. So first I'll just one, go along with it. First one is reverse cowgirl joke. <laughs> yes. You heard that right. <laughs> so I wanted to tell Hope a joke one day. Hope and Harvey. <laughs> Harvey is Hope's boyfriend if you're new to this podcast. If you're, and if, if you're, you're new, new go back to episode one and listen to him in yeah. order the right way. Just it's, saying. You have to or you won't get it. <laughs> yeah. True. You won't be able to comprehend that. You won't understand the character development that goes on. <laughs> yeah. There's there's not much so far, but stay with us. Yeah. Our writers are working on it. <laughs> We're going to be better than, Cut to, like, like, a scene of me and you, like, with a big whiteboard of, like, Hope's character development, and it's, like, gay, question mark? <laughs> dog lover, question mark? No. No. Dog mom? No. 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 Starbucks enthusiast? No. 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 It's, like, the picture of, uh, Charlie <laughs> Day from... Actually a dad? <laughs> Charlie Day <laughs> from... Like yes, yeah, where he has the, the board, mm-hmm. and he's, like, going nuts. Okay. So that's I our wanted one to tell fan. them a joke. That's our one fan actually documenting character development. <laughs> he hasn't slept in 46 hours. That's why they that's find really their podcast funny. Number. I got way more where that came from. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just fair warning. We haven't recorded in like over a month. It's been a while. And it might get really weird. If I understand if you need to pause and take a break. And I don't understand. Maybe we'll pause and take a break. I sound like I'm about to cry. <laughs> I've kissed my microphone like eight times now. <laughs> She's making out with yeah, it. I just licked it. Lindsay, Probably it, shouldn't do that. It doesn't like you that way. It's a microphone. It goes in. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Okay. Housekeeping? <laughs> Scooby's foot is under the door. <laughs> Scooby said, can I guest star? No. Not to oh, learn how to behave. Scooby, just one of the funniest things is seeing a cat's foot go under the door. <laughs> like, what's she reaching for? She's something anything anyways i saw a joke on tiktok about reverse cowgirl no, that's what we're on and i wanted to tell hope and harvey it <laughs> i feel like a little just a, a little bit of preface also i think a cat threw up on your bed excellent uh it's definitely dry but anyways um, <laughs> so we live in Ignore old it. apartments ish and so our ac costs a lot to mm-hmm. keep our apartment cool so we keep our windows open god i'm glad no one knows where we live we keep our Not windows yet. open during the day and like sometimes our screen door is the only thing closed on our like balcony just to like keep it cool mm-hmm. so you know we have to make sure we close those <laughs> that's right and sometimes neighbors just had to be walking by at the worst part mm-hmm. of a conversation like we have this neighbor who lives right next to us He's a pretty chill dude. Yeah, he's but he really catches nice. us at the weirdest, weirdest moments. Like <laughs> he knows the strangest things about us. I don't. One time Harvey was cooking and he burnt. There's a lot of like smoke. So much smoke. And Harvey brought the pan outside, I think, and they, he comes out and he's like, "Well, what's going on?" or something. <laughs> and like, I guess they told him what happened, and he was like, "Did you try oven cleaner? You get to spray it in the air. It's supposed to like minimize the smoke, right?" I don't even know. Harvey was the only one who was truly there for that. I feel like he's the best one to handle that. Yeah. Well, and then one time, we had just walked outside to go on a walk, and Harvey was, like, carrying my stuff in his pockets, and so they were too heavy, so we needed to tie them. (laughs) So we're standing in front of our door. I'm just standing there, and Harvey has his shirt up, and he's reaching into his pants to get the, like, ties (laughs) that are on the inside, and he walks out. And Harvey, like, turns around, and we're like, 
okay. Harvey's like facing the door. I'm facing our neighbor, and he's like, afternoon. And then he just leaves. I don't even know if he noticed. Probably. He's probably like, didn't. no judgment here. No? He one time asked if I danced at the dance studio down the street. Like, no. no? I should have. He... I really regret not asking why. Wait, how did he know that? Yeah. Does he? D- did you recognize someone there? I don't know. Anyway, so this old man just happened to be walking by outside as I was out. I was like halfway outside on the patio yeah, doing you were something. Like opening the door or closing the screen or something. I don't know. And I didn't look down and I had all I managed to get out was <laughs> Why is reverse cowgirl? And that was it, because I saw him, and I just immediately came back inside and shut the door. And I just, I was like, no, nope, I don't even know if he I, knows what that is. I really hope he heard that. I didn't know what it was for a long time. <laughs> um, Maybe you taught him something new. He went upstairs and looked it up. Oh my god, he was like, um. He looked up, why is reverse cowgirl? <laughs> he had to cup and he, his cup up against the door again. Against what the wall. sex of marvel are you? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Inside joke. Yeah. You wouldn't no, get it. You probably you just had to, to be there. know the context, but it, I don't know the context, so. Do you guys want to hear the joke anyways? What's the joke? Oh, yes. <laughs> the joke that when you really think about it doesn't quite make sense. It makes it even better. Why is reverse cowgirl illegal in Alabama? Why? Because you can't turn your back on family. All of our Alabama listeners are going to be Sorry like, if you're from Alabama. Uh, yeah, we get joke. it. You think we are incestuous. Hope brought up a good point, though, that it's not illegal to turn your back on family. No, I know. So in any case, the joke I doesn't really make sense. Because I like, kind of, like, I got it because there's like that joke about like people in Alabama like you like with their cousins and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, but I was like, but... Why, like, it doesn't quite make sense, mm-hmm. but, like, it kind of does, because that's illegal. Is well, I it think illegal? that we should revise it to, why is it frowned upon? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Write that down. Let's revise it. Um. Next thing on my list is Biblo. I don't have a list, so we're going <laughs> off of yours. <laughs> yeah, you guys ever heard of Biblo Baggins? <laughs> No, I know you've heard of him. From The Hobbit? Biblo. I think it should be Biblo. Sounds way better than You bring than up Bilbo. a good point. Not that it should be Biblo. Oh, okay. But, I mean, how many times are you reading a book, especially some sort of fantasy, where, like, low-key, you don't know how to say the name. The names are always So you weird. just say it how you want, and then at some point, either you actually fully read it, and you're like, wait, I've, I've been adding, like, a whole syllable, mm-hmm. or you're talking with someone else about it, and they're like... You mean blah, 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 and you're like, oh, that's how you're supposed to say it? I feel like that's really common. Every time. So. It happens in Harry Potter, like, Yeah, I I feel like I would not have known how to say, like, Hermione if I hadn't seen the movies or heard of them before. Like, I just don't really read the names too carefully, Because you you don't really have to. Right, I'm not sounding them out in my head, I just, my eyes scan them quickly, and I'm like, okay, if I see the word again, I know who they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that immediate recognition of that pattern of letters. Yeah. I don't need to say the name. It like just clicks in exactly. your head. I, it makes sense to me. Yeah. So I'm reading The Hobbit, which, by the way, Hope got me for Christmas. Yeah. And the trilogy. Lord Speaking of the Rings, of, for anyone who really doesn't know. At the end, we need to talk about the book thing we might want to do. 
I'll add that to my list. But that'll be an end thing, because Lori knows this is going to be a long one. It is going to be. We both have quite a few notes. You might have to take off work for this one. <laughs> I might have to take off work. No, I'm just kidding. I love my job. I really do. She does. It's true. I can vouch for that. Anyways, so I thought his name was Biblo. It's Bilbo. Like me, honestly, me and Harvey Bibble are in my room. too much like dildo. It makes me a yeah. little bit suspect of the author. Yeah, I never thought about that 30s. until you said it. But like Harvey and I are in my room like making my bed and he's getting ready to leave. And I just hear, what I think I hear is, Diplo found a ring. <laughs> and I'm like, and Harvey, oh my God. Harvey, I think three times asks you to clarify what you said. <laughs> he yeah. like... He goes, what was that? And you're like, you say Biblo found a ring. I still hear Diplo, so I'm already out of this conversation. And he, Keep in mind, we're not in the same room. No. I'm down comes, the hall in my room. He comes out of my room, and he goes, what was that, Lindsay? And you say, Biblo found the ring. He's like, what? And he's like, who? And you're like, what would you say? Like, Biblo, the hobbit or something. And he goes, do you mean... Bilbo <laughs> and I'm still in my room thinking Diplo's getting married and why is Lindsay so invested in Diplo's love life who cares I'm a loyal fan and I tell Harvey this and he's like who's Diplo and I'm like oh he's like some music guy he's like oh <laughs> and so anyways you've been saying Biblo instead of Bilbo also mind you I'm about 70 pages in now to the book and I've I, been reading I like, it as Bill Bilbo Harvey ask Lindsay what page she's on Biblo the whole time and you were like 60 and I was like, she's on page 60 and she's still been reading it as Biblo? It's like the same thing with The Sims. Until I talk about, like, specific character traits or, like, meals with someone from The Sims, I'm going to pronounce them in my head how I think they are. Goopy Carbona. Goopy Carbona. Fatigued. I used to think it was, like, fat gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was also 11 when I started playing okay. The literacy development wasn't where it needed to be. I, I can tell you a lot about that. Bill Blow. Bill Blow. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Anyways, if you do that, you understand. I do that. I've definitely read a name wrong and then talked to someone about it and felt like the stupidest person being like, oh, oh, it's it's Daniel, not Daniela. <laughs> like, my bad. We were supposed to start our Instagram this weekend, and I do know the password now for email. Uh, Harvey manages it, and he changed the password and then couldn't remember it. But we we remembered it, so we'll start that soon, and we'll maybe we'll put the link in the description, and you can go and give us a follow. Um. But yeah, what else is on there? Is is oat milk sticker on there? So, I've been busy with work, and whenever I get really busy with something that's not my like Etsy or like drawing, all I can think about is drawing and making stuff for Etsy. It's true. I haven't made it to the Etsy part yet this year, but I have this little part in my planner that's just like a blank space for every day. So I made well, it. Who has my... like healthy procrastinations? Well, I think so. Thank you. <laughs> Some of them are. 
I, I'll agree. But like, see, one of my, none of my procrastinations are reading. I do not read to procrastinate, and I wish I did because I would read a lot more. Oh, but yeah. I started oh, thinking, yeah. we've sure talked about oat milk a lot oh, on this. <laughs> um, so I made an oat milk sticker. Uh, for our Red Bubble, which also. Hopefully one day we won't be on Redbubble. Nothing against Redbubble, but I would love to design no, a website for a podcast. Redbubble. Well, grievance. no, I'm just kidding. Redbubble makes a significant portion of oh, what, yeah. uh, like we don't. If you order a fifteen dollars shirt, we make like two dollars, which is mm-hmm. totally understandable because Redbubble does everything except like draw it. So, they like, do I make it, it very easy. In yeah. terms of super easy shipping, packaging, mm-hmm. actually making the product. But I feel like. One day, hopefully, if this becomes, like, our full-time job, I would be more than happy to run the merch side of things, oh. too. I always, I like, I get so exactly excited looking that. at, like, the merch of, like, other podcasts I like. And like right? Oh. So, anyways, I drew an oat milk carton tipped over, and it says Uncommon Thoughts Podcast. It's very cute. I might also just upload the oat milk bottle or carton just because it's cute. Maybe someone who likes oat milk will buy it. I don't know. It's very cute. But that very was my cute. drawing for the week. Um, and then I looked into buying an i like a new iPad. Oh yeah. Because I was like, what if I like stickers were like my thing that like my side hustle? And then I quickly realized I will never be able to afford an iPad. I'm currently on my dad's like iPad like four. Me too. Uh, the the it, the, it updated to like iOS nine nine point zero. I forgot how to use the button because my phone doesn't have a button anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so, I charged it up over the weekend, and it was like, iPad ha- charged up. I was watching Ghost Adventures today. Oh, my gosh. You bring out my ADHD. I do? Yes. Why? Because we bounce around when we talk. We, we can't finish we a We literally thought. roam each other's rooms while the other person lays in bed, and we talk. I do it more than you. I come into your room and just kind of walk around and talk to you. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to talk. You were gone for, like, a week. I was. It's I was helping thing. Stefan move in, and I... I really like his apartment. I really like his bed. It's way more comfortable than my bed. I bet. But it's not the same as being here. It's really, it's very empty. It was so empty here when you were gone. But like when you came Um, home, we talked for like an hour straight and it felt like two minutes. We're sitting on the floor between our rooms. Mm -hmm. It's the best. That's what you need. That's my favorite spot to read out there. On the floor? Yeah. Um, I plugged it in and charged it and it was like, iPad has not been backed up in over 60 weeks. Oh, mine says like two years. (laughs) And I don't know Whoops. how to back it up, so I just I just like get out of it because I'm like I don't know how to do that. Yeah, because I don't want you to. don't have like a Apple ID or anything. I had to make one. Oh, so you to did? get to get Procreate, which is the really nice, I don't know, maybe it's not really. It's pretty nice. It's really easy for someone who doesn't normally illustrate on like digitally to illustrate on. I had to have a friend who has a new iPad buy procreate for me and gift it to me so that i could download it as a gift and get it in the like older format Mm -hmm. because apple wouldn't let me buy it and like just download an older format like that's how old my ipad is and it's fine don't get me wrong i'm glad i even have one to draw on but i was like it'd be cool one day to have like an ipad and like an apple pen and like illustrate stickers but also I have my qualms with Apple. We don't need to get into that. I do that. too. And I have. <laughs> do I really an want to buy an iPad phone. from them? Because I know an iPad's really not worth a thousand dollars. Hold on a minute. Anyways, if you want an oat milk sticker, go buy one. Well, I'll know, probably that might be the first sticker I buy from us. They're very cute. But you know about the um, iPad? 
about what about what the heck is going on oh no oh my gosh i haven't used this in so long the first thing that pops up on safari is hunter hunter on my illegal anime website classically okay so this guy in my class has a new ipad and they're they're so sleek though i know well, he was it, telling me so like sleek. how easy it is for him to take notes I, I watch people take notes like on their ipads with their freaking apple pen <sighs> and like don't get me wrong there's something about pen and paper that will never be replaced but they look so neat because it makes your handwriting look nice and cool because yes. it's like digital i know because i was like okay i have to retype this stuff because i was telling him i like to write stuff down because i think it helps me retain it better mm-hmm Maybe I have to do that with names while I read books for fun. <laughs> you probably spell it wrong. Probably. What the? Okay, I'm trying to find something, and I'm very excited for it, but I don't want to spoil it yet till it's ready. Okay, should I? Am I filling time? No, I think I have it. Anyways, he basically was like, yeah, I can just highlight stuff on here and, like, um, on his iPad, and I can uh, basically just copy and paste whatever. It just sounded very nice, and I was mm-hmm. like... Can you see what it is? <laughs> no. Are you going to keep this up every time we record? Maybe. Recording. That's so cute. We're so official. I've always wanted to get a, like, I don't know, I think on, like, maybe on Etsy, you can have people make, like, neon signs for you. Yeah. That'd be so cute to have, like, an unco- like a, a light bulb or something that we turn on when oh, we record. That would be very I mean, cute. that one's on. That counts. Um, yes, I can't look into it, though. But, Yeah. New sticker. I'm trying to put out a new a new design, like, every other week. Mm-hmm. It's hard, though, because if I'm not struck by inspiration, everything I draw looks terrible. I do love this one of us talking, though. The splash with, like, faces on it. I like the abstractness. Cute. Thank you. But I do think the oatmeal font is my favorite thus far. It's, you know, it, it worked because I have such an old version of Procreate that they don't, on the one I have, they don't help you draw circles, mm-hmm. but they'll help you straighten lines, so the carton was really easy <laughs> because it was all straight lines. But I can't believe they don't help you draw circles. No, it's that old. Wow. They're like, and like, no. In the new one, no Scoby. I forgot to um, use y- There's like, whatever, gestures you can use to help you draw like a perfect circle, and yeah. I don't. Which is fine. It's fine. I don't have that one. I'm not it's ungrateful. Fine. Okay. It's fine. I love my American flag iPad. <laughs> Thank you, Dad, for giving me your really old iPad when you got a new same Dad. Thank like you. Samsung tablet. <laughs> See, my dad has a he's the iPad where you can make stylus for it, you know, mm-hmm. and you can highlight. And he like used to edit some of my papers on it. That's so nice. I real can I play the voicemail that my brother left me? Yes, I was hoping you would. I didn't know if you were going to want to. So, so I get good. a call from my brother Zach last night at what time? You were already asleep, right? Yeah, it was 11.54. I had taken two melatonin last night because I had to work this morning, and I work early. And I was like, I, I have an issue going to bed early, too. So anyways, I was out cold. And <laughs> I, like, I think I fell asleep probably, like, around 10, mm-hmm. which is the earliest I've ever gone to bed. Dang, I didn't go to sleep till like, 1 last night. A long time. But I woke up at, like, 10.30, very confused, because I thought it was the morning. 10.30 p.m.? That's the last, like, I don't know the last time I've been asleep already by 10.30. That is really early for you. <laughs> so I woke up so, I was like, did I miss work? What's going on? And then I realized, I was like, oh my god, I should go to bed early more I often. didn't hear you leave for work this morning, which I normally do, and I got worried when I woke up that you didn't leave for work. Oh my god. You did. Yes. Okay. So, 
I have an older brother, Zach. He's three years older than me, which you'll learn in the voicemail. Yep. And we rarely talk on the phone, and he rarely leaves me a voicemail. So when I woke up to the notifications this morning, I was like, did someone die? And, like, my, like he had to tell me. So I was kind of, like, nervous about it. <laughs> I was so pleasantly wrong. Like, I was so surprised. I'm glad that's not what it was. Okay. Let me see. No, oh, I don't want to call him. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm having a hard time getting it to. Hey, what up, friend? I'm drunk. He's mumbling. I just wanted to let you know that. My buddy, whose name is also Zach, and I have a theory that him and I both have sisters that are three years younger than us, and the Zach theorem is thus such that we both have sisters that are three years younger than us. How is it a theory? I don't know. It's a Zach thing. The Zach theorem is thus such that is such is thus such, such that that is when you have to reach a word count in an essay. Yep. The, the Zach, Zach theorem, theorem is, is thus such, such that. that. There you go. He's, I just I was we are both named Zach and we have the younger girls. It's a Zach thing. It's just like wow. Ha- no hate on the theory, but like, what's the theory? It's not. That's just a fact. Because he said, so my buddy, Zach, he also has a sister that's three years younger, so also, the Zach theorem <laughs> is such, thus, such that we both have sisters that are three years younger than us. Like, that's just true. You're just repeating what you said earlier. <laughs> all I can see is your nose up when you talk. So all I see is like this. I'm trying to mimic Pippa on you the couch. You look like Wilson from Home, oh, Improvement. Home Improvement. Yeah. Awesome. Um... What was I think there was one more thing on our list to talk about. Oh, if we just want to give them a life update, like about school or jobs. Yeah, I'm still working, still teaching. Got an educator in the um, room. Um, I always have to like remind myself I can't say too much about this because I don't want to tell anyone where I work because yeah. I don't think I'm allowed to do that on like a podcast. I don't really know the laws on that. Um, it's good, you know. COVID stuff is always rough with like just adjusting to the two different ways we're teaching now but it's good um god i don't think my life has changed at all in like the last two weeks no it really hasn't sorry my brother called me because i accidentally called him first (laughs) anyways and you you missed it sort of changed because y'all got to go virtual again yes i was trying not to say that though oh because that gives away maybe where I work. <laughs> um, we are virtual. I don't think anyone's going to look it up. He still didn't say the name of the school, so it's not a big deal. But, yeah, so it's just, like, weird. I student taught all virtual, so this is, like, my jam. I literally spent a majority of my student teaching in college virtual. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just know how to do it. It's a lot easier for me. I, I haven't been teaching for 10 years in person and now having to adjust to virtual. Yeah. So it's been an easier adjustment for me, but... By no means is it an easy adjustment. It's just been easier for me. But it's been cool. 
a little more relaxed in some ways just because there's not like that commute you're not literally going for like eight hours straight which like any elementary school teacher i don't know how it is for above that but like any elementary school teacher will tell you you like don't really sit down when you teach <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you sit down all day for the most part when you virtual teach, unless you stand up to teach, which I try and do mm-hmm. half and half. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lindsay, you started school, right? Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm in my last semester. Woo! Yeah. Hopefully, I Then we'll just feel... be like working girls. Is that a euphemism for a hooker? Not oh. where I thought you were going with that. Okay. I thought it was this TV show, Working Girls. It sounds like it is. I don't know, though. Yeah, I'm also kind of student teaching, but library version. Mm-hmm. So I'm also spending a lot of time on Zoom Yep. with uh, basically shadowing an elementary librarian who I love. She's the best. She's great. And, um, yeah, so it was cool. It's been Life good so update. far. Yes. I'm sure in two weeks when we record, it'll be very similar. <laughs> I'll probably just be in person again. <laughs> yeah. About it. Yeah. So, I might have failed a class by then. Wait, I have one more thing. Oh. I, I was telling Hope today, I think that for a new mini little segment of our podcast, it would be fun for us oh. to shout out pets. I already forgot this. <laughs> I was like, what is she going to bring up? This is a surprise to me. No. At um, the animal shelter, and since we're in Austin, and I think a majority of our followers are also followers, listeners are also in Austin. We figured that we could shout out animals from the Austin Animal Center, mm-hmm. or like Austin Pets Alive. Um, so I think each episode will kind of highlight a different pet. Yeah. Especially ones that have been in there a little bit longer. Um, Mr. Theo was from there. Yep. Mr. Theo. Mr. Theo. Scoby was not from a shelter, but she was a stray. She was. She was a little street cat yeah. found in a car engine. It's always good to save the pets. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't shop. So this week, coming to you from Animal Awesome Center. Wow, 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 wow. We have Lemur. Lemur. That's funny. Lemur is a 14.38 pound cat, estimated to be nine years old. Oh. And a female. She says, I am a white and blue tabby spayed female who looks like a domestic short hair mix. Hmm. And she's been in the shelter since November 30th, 2020. So I think about 60-ish days. And that's a picture of her. I'll show Hope. <laughs> we'll link to their profiles. She's a cutie. Oh, she's a big girl. Yeah. She's so cute. We'll link this in the description if, you know, you're interested in looking at one of the pets we talked about. Or if you just want to check out, you know everyone being home still a lot more i think a lot of people are getting what they call like covid cats or pandemic yeah, pets yeah um so, you know why not make Scobie yourself was one <laughs> bring a little joy into your life and change an animal's life for the better mm-hmm. so yes bring some good into the world and into your homes okay now that's all i have okay. and then we have something at the end yes We'll try and remember that. <laughs> I'll put him, I'll copy and paste it to the end of my So, notes. if you recall from our last episode, we were thinking to change up our format a little bit. Um, the first half, which I will say we're at 31 minutes, so this is about the first half, Wowzer. or maybe first third. I don't know, I have a lot of research today. 
mm-hmm. will be just kind of a catch up. We'll probably just talk about weird stuff like we normally do, go on tangents about reverse cowgirl. And then the second half or second two thirds, really like how I'm using those uh, fractions, right? Elementary school math teachers will be research based. And we're thinking, and it's what we did this week, is that we'll choose a location. It could be like a state or a city or a country mm-hmm. or like what else is there? I don't know. And Lindsay will get the like paranormal. I guess it could also be like true crime, whatever you want. That's what I was thinking. Um, I feel like I'll probably tend to gravitate towards paranormal because true, true crime can just be really like heavy, dreary. It's and it's a, a lot. Downer. Yeah. Like there could potentially be like you have to sit through. Yeah, I think I've just kind of burnt myself out of two time for a while because mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I do really enjoy paranormal and maybe like um, even like a little bit mythical or like legends of like an area. That would be interesting. Or like UFO type things. You know, I love UFOs. Area 51 girl yep. over here. I, ha- I used to have two alien posters hanging in my bedroom. I want to believe. I do. I still want to. Is that, isn't that from X-Files? Yes. I don't know if it, like, originally is from X-Files, but, like, that's where it was, like, popular. X-Files is so good. So good. Maybe I'll rewatch that. I've rewatched it with show. you, because I started watching it with your family. It's so... I've seen it, like, four times through in my life with my family. We love it's it. so... Her family introduced me to that, and I was a just like, this weirdos. is amazing. It's Anyways. <laughs> Go watch X-Files. Uh, and then I will take some sort of food history from that area and i'll talk about it mm-hmm. and that like last time i did like the origins of lasagna it's not always gonna be like that but it'll be like food related yeah so i thought i could start this week yeah even though i don't want to and i'm sorry if i say um a lot i do that and i'm working on it and i'm getting better at it i will take a tally for um. every um <laughs> and spank her later okay platonically only though did you hear that spit come out of my mouth? I'm so sorry about that. So, first of all, I'm gonna. Ha- I took extent like what I consider to be extensive, but also organized notes about this. Ooh, did you use Google Docs? I did use Google Me Docs. Me too. I also saved it. You could actually, you Lindsay, not our listener, sorry, could go listen to, or you could go read my notes if you wanted to. They're in the podcast file on my Google Drive, which like two of our listeners have access to. We don't need to talk about who, so you don't need to know that he goes in my I know who. Anyways, we're talking about a state in uh, the U.S. that sounds a little bit like the things that live in your body. Hmm. What could it be? Um, Florida? No, it's not Florida. Liverdale? Liverdale, my favorite teen drama. <laughs> That's right, guys, we're talking about Liverdale. Gosh. No. Is that a real place? No. I don't know. I don't know. Oregon! Woo! Maybe Portland. I don't know what Lindsay has in store, but she did ask about Portland. Not Portland. And Almost Portland. I just need you to kind of tell me some cheese brands that you know of. Okay. Boar's Head? That's where you start, really. <laughs> I'm a little offended. Why? You continue. Kraft. Okay. Tillamook? Yes! Ding, 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 ding! Really? We're talking about Tillamook cheese today! Look, full discretion. Tillamook. I only know that because... I do a lot of cold runs at work, and included in that is dairy, and I have to shop very specific cheeses for people. People love their cheese brands. 
I like Tillamook. Full disclosure. Tillamook is, it looks beautiful. Guess what? I got halfway through my notes before I realized I was spelling Tillamook with one L and it's two L's. It's two? So, oh, it's well, two. I'm sorry. I was thinking M. I don't know why. You said L and I thought M. Okay. I am so weird. I have also been watching Search Party, just weird off note. And sometimes when I really like a character in a show, this might be something diagnosable. I don't know. I kind of low-key take over their mannerisms. It's not normal. So if I start talking weird and doing that weird thing where I close my mouth a lot when I talk, it's because one of the characters does it. And oh, I like her. Oh, no. I hope she never watches a murder show. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is Gabe Lindsay, the weirdest eye. I have a side story I need to tell you I just later. Have an just eye remind in my me hand. something I don't about know my what glasses. To do with this. Okay. Don't let me forget that. Okay. We're gonna talk about Tillamook cheese. Sorry, it took me ten minutes to get there. Bring it. And my notes are separated into sections, and some of them have really good names, so I will be reading the titles. Okay. And this is called The Beginning. That one oh. wasn't as good. Sorry. No, that's I have goosebumps. So, uh, Tillamook cheese began where most things began. So that be begin. Um, no. Also, well, that's probably not a true know. statement, but uh, where did all things in the West start in America? Where did they come from, Lindsay? In the West? California. The Oregon Trail. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> so, also, yeah. if you've never seen the Oregon or the Trail to Oregon by Starkid. Never. Oh, don't you even one. step in like Starkid? Yeah. Y'all bond over that. We bond over the weirdest things. Y'all do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> So, it all starts with the Oregon Trail. We've got uh, a bunch of European settlers moving across the Oregon Trail to the Pacific Northwest in the mid-19th century. Yes, that is correct. I always have to think about... Is that a bird? I really hope not. <laughs> Might be doing construction outside. Sorry. Um... And the settlers settle in the Tillamook Valley, which is in Oregon. And if you're looking at Oregon, it's not a map. It's, like, to the west. It's, like, dead center, but to the west. Like, okay. next to the coast. So, Tillamook is the place. Yeah. I think it's also just called, like, Tillamook, Oregon. I feel really dumb for not actually knowing that. I didn't know that it was an actual place. I didn't either. I didn't know what I thought it was. But, uh, it has good weather pretty cool it's by the coast it's coastal weather and um oh yeah and that's it so it's a good place for growing grass and as a result a good place for raising cows ah. dairy cows that is ah. um so people settle there and they're like you know this is good for raising cows let's make some dairy products but to get to portland which is like the really populated area in Oregon, takes too long by land. And they're like, if we try and go by land, all of our cheese and butter will spoil. So, let's go by water. Nifty idea, am I right? And so that's when we move into the Morning Star. The Morning Star is a schooner is that what they're called the boat or is it a schooner i don't know <laughs> i don't either someone is yelling at me right now one of our fans is like it's this a one big boat person someone who like your dad <laughs> oh my god your dad's like hopey how do you not know this god. i took I you so on my opportunities boat. to set you straight as a child i should have oh god 
So they, uh, <laughs> all of these dairy farmers get together, and they build. Wait, first of all, now more than ever, have I wanted to just walk into like a congregation of dairy farmers, like just groups of dairy farmers talking they seem together. Like cool people. I imagine a lot of overalls. Yeah. Like rain boots. What are those called? Galoshes. Yeah. 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 But I also, it's Port, not Portland, it's Oregon, so I imagine, like, some beanies, some <laughs> maybe thick-framed like, glasses. Like, yeah, um, this is our new Jersey cow. Her name's Jessica. <laughs> she, um, I just, she felt like a Jessica, because, like, well, so I knew this girl in my sorority, and her name was Jessica, and she was just really kind, and I feel like she had so much to give, and I feel like that's how Jessica is now. She has so much dairy to give. She's really kind when I squeeze her udders. She loved it. Taking it to a weird place. On All right, we're just going to pretend like that last ten minutes did not just happen. Gonna stop so right they there. build the Morning Star. Um, and then I put in here, oh my god, that's almost a search party reference because one of the characters' nicknames. Nicknames? Nicknames. Nicknames. You've been nicked. Is North Star. So it's really not that close. And I don't know why I put that note in there. Uh, so yeah, it turns out it's faster to get to Portland by boat from Tillamook than it is oh. to get to Portland by land. Interesting. So they build the Morning well, okay, Star. Okay, question. Okay. So is there like a river they're going on? Or are they going like like out on the coast and around? Like back to like a different part of Oregon? Like, I think it's the latter. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> There is, like, a, there up. might be some sort of, like, the, there is, like, a Tillamook, is it a river? See, and this is where you pull apart my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Oregon, Tillamook to Portland. Oregon map. <laughs> oh, I'm on a connector website. Might have to ask Harvey website. to edit this out. It looks like, I'm pretty well, sure there's several rivers, it looks like. Yeah. You know, in all the websites I looked at, they didn't really say, they just said by water. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a river, because it wouldn't make sense, because Portland's more inland Where's than Tillamook. Portland? Portland is just, like, slightly east of Tillamook. So, I don't think they'd be able to really go. There's a Salem, Oregon? Yes! Oh! That's where my story takes place. Oh, I see. It's, I feel like it's, it's well, not this exact route, but it's sort of like this. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so, like, Port, like, the area in Portland that Tillamook is located is, like, rough terrain in some areas because it's a valley right yeah so like the travel is hard yeah see this was like looks like a lot of mountains wow Lindsay just did research for me (laughs) so i'll take my paycheck they start going to portland and selling their goods and that's where we hit (laughs) the churn of the creamery i mean the turn of the century she did not i did i thought that was the funniest thing i showed it to harvey and i said harvey look how good this is Oh um, so and they're making Harvey, cheese, they're making butter, I he's not single. and then in comes <laughs> kind of looks good. Peter McIntosh. I thought familiar. it was pronounced McIntosh, <laughs> and I felt really dumb when I found out it wasn't, but it's McIntosh. And he is a renowned Canadian cheesemaker. Wow. He is known as, and I hope you start calling me this, the cheese king of the coast. <laughs> And he brings his knowledge of cheddar cheese making to the Tillamook dairy farmers. Cheese king of the coast. You know so, I have to... Mr. McIntosh, 
who is not an apple but a man, uh, gets some help from T.S. Townsend, and the first cheese factory is built in this county. Tillamook County. Tillamook. Tillamook is also a county. Okay. I'm pretty sure, because I looked at a map of counties in Oregon, and one of them is Tillamook. Oh, extensive research. Oh, yeah. So, let's make some cheddar cheese. And this is where I'm going to tell you a little bit what it's like to make cheese and where cheddar comes from. So, it's some history in history. <clears throat> I feel like I'm talking to the show how it's made. That is... One of the biggest compliments you've ever given Hope me. Hope does love I'm how it's so made. flattered. She loves that show. It's so good. It's how I know the weirdest things. The absolute weirdest things. This is the process of what it's like to get charged up. That's it? <laughs> yes. I thought it was This is what happens more. inside of your brain. That's all that goes on in your brain? We have a little I just hand. imagine looking Grab in your head crank. and instead of a brain, it's just that. <laughs> And everything makes so much more sense now. <laughs> so, cheddar uh, cheese. Where do you think cheddar cheese kind of comes from? Like, what area or, like... I just associate all cheese with Wisconsin. So, cheddar cheese is an English cheese. <laughs> um, if this was a quiz, I would fail Wisconsin so cheddar is a thing, though. So, it's fine. Uh, cheddar cheese mm. has been around since the 11th century, give or oh, take wow. a century. And you guessed it, Cheddar England. How did I not know there was a Cheddar England? So they were eating good back in the day. Eat literally just cheese. Sounds uh, good to this me. Is, uh, you know, the history behind Cheddar is kind of convoluted, as usual, as we've stated before with food history. Um, cheddar England has a lot of gorges and, like, cool running waterways. Oh, okay. Uh, that dairy farmers, that's like four us in one sentence, would store their cream in to keep it cool. Like they do. Basically, cheddar has been around for a long time. And when people started making it, uh, take that back. When people started making their way to America, they bring cheddar with them. Who wouldn't? I would bring cheddar with me if, if I was I going to America. If I had cheddar cheese that early on, I'd put it in my pocket everywhere I went. I they they probably it. did. One of the great things about hard cheeses, which cheddar... I feel it can be a harder cheese, but it's not like Parmesan, you know? It still has that moisture. Although there's so many kinds of cheddar. I could I could talk for, for hours about just different kinds of cheddar. Yeah, We're not going to. I can't to. even name all the cheeses. <laughs> We're going to have to do that later. I want to see how far you get. So, <laughs> uh, cheddar makes its way to America. And cheddar cheese is made like other cheeses, you know? They have milk, and I believe you have to use unpasteurized milk. I don't even know how cheese is made at all, actually. Oh my god, well, that's perfect, because I'm going to tell you how cheddar cheese... Thank you, Some I'm, forms of cheddar cheese are I'm kind of I'm curious made. <laughs> about, like, I don't get it. So they take milk, and I'm pretty sure they already kind of heat it, maybe okay. to, like, body temperature. Ugh. That could be wrong, but there's there's heat in here. Heat is important to the cheese-making process. heat in here. There's heat in here. It means the I'm two of us. Writing down potential titles, as <laughs> they are said. So, a bacteria is added to some milk, which starts to acidify the milk. Okay. And when enough acid has been developed in the milk, they add rennet. Do you know what rennet is? Mm -mm. Rennet is an enzyme that is found in the stomachs of calves, an unweaned calf, which means, you know, they're still 
succulent at the teat. <laughs> Looking at you, Scoby. She's like, huh? Um, and it helps to coagulate the milk, and it's what helps to turn it into, like, curds and whey. Okay. So it's naturally derived from the stomachs of, like, animals that, uh, is breastfeed the right word for that? Mm. Animals that do that. I don't know. They get milk from their mom. Yeah. Whatever you would call that, depending on the animal. So How they do add they that. get it from their stomachs? <sighs> so I feel like... They don't have like, to, like, kill them or anything, do they? I don't know... But I feel like I've seen in, like, like old cheese-making videos where they're, like, kind of trying to do it like they did back then. They literally add, like, a piece of, like, dried stomach, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how uh, they get that. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Anyways, so that creates curds and whey. And I would equate this to something that kind of looks like cottage cheese, but it's not cottage cheese. Mm -hmm. But it's got that look of, like, clumps of, like, have you ever had cottage cheese? Mm -hmm. It's got that, like, feeling of, like... Kind of tofu, kind of jello, kind of cheese. Mm. And uh, they drain the whey. So then you just have curds. No way. No way. That's what they want. <laughs> though, in the next few steps, even though they've drained the, like, the big amount of, like, whey that's just surrounding the curds, they're still getting rid of whey throughout the rest of it because they don't want a super moist cheese because mm -hmm. cheddar is not, like, super moist. Yeah. Well, what is a cheese that is super moist? Like like goat cheese? I don't think I've ever had goat cheese. Or at least I didn't know I was having it. <laughs> Someone like... secretly feeding you goat cheese. <laughs> goat cheese. Well, just think like if you go to like a, an Italian restaurant and like you get some type of pasta or something and they have goat cheese in it. Yeah. Like I might not really like realize that it's in there. Yeah. But like eat it and be like, oh, this is good. You know? Goat cheese is moist. I think technically feta is moist, oh, even I though it's also kind of dry, you know what I mean? I love feta. I love feta. You know, I only like blue cheese on steak. That's fair. Blue cheese tastes weird by itself. Yeah. It's really good on steak. My dad likes to make that a lot. I like it on salad sometimes. Mm. So they drain the whey, <laughs> and now it's time to make cheddar cheese. It's time to cheddar the cheese. Excuse me. So cheddaring starts to happen. And this is when they cut the curds. Cut the curds. And at, when they first cut the curds, they're like kind of like little cubes or yeah. like balls. But then they get rid of that whey and they stack the two slabs of curds on top of each other. And they basically let the weight of the curds like pull them down. And they're also heating it at this point. Okay. And... It cheddars the cheese, and what I mean by that is the protein structure begins to change in the curds. Oh, okay. And they start to elongate. So instead of being like a ball, it like it's like long pieces, and that's just kind of the big part of like what cheddar cheese is. It has like elongated curds. Oh, in it. interesting. It it really is. I've seen so many cheese making videos recently I'm, researching this or just in your life in my life i've always wanted to make cheese so they take All these right. slabs and so more whey has come off after this and they break them up and then they're salted mm -hmm. you know there's always salt in cheese right didn't and, know that huh didn't know that they're salt and cheese yeah 
I think part of the reason they add salt is like for flavor, but also helps to dry it. Like if salt pull, mm. pulls out the excess whey they don't want in there. So if you have too much whey, you have a really wet cheese, and like you can't age it as long. Okay. Because like mold growth, I think, and stuff. Oh, I know all about mold growth on cheese. I know all about mold growth on everything. There's always <laughs> mold on everything. So they put it into a form. They take these curds. They put them into, you know, like a cheese wheel form. And they press them. And they press them for, like, hours with different weights on them. Wow. It's really interesting. And a little bit more whey comes out, but it's not like a stream. It's usually more like a drip, you know, like a constant drip. And then, da-da-da. Now they're taken out of their mold, and they're prepared for aging. So what I read is either they're dipped in wax for aging, and if it's dipped right, it's mm. literally completely sealed. That there shouldn't be any mold so growth. Much. Huh? That explains so much. Right? Because, like, don't you see, like, cheese wheels at the store, and, like, the outside of it is, like, wax? Or yeah, like, the rind I've is, like, always, wax. I've never, like, thought about it, but I know exactly what you mean. It's interesting. I like. I never really thought about it, but like the red wax one, you like baby bell. Like, yeah, those are obvious. Or Pilium. they'll wrap it in cloth. Not as cool. And in my notes, I have wrap din cloth because I accidentally put a space between the d and the wrap. Thinking about din there. Damn. And it's left to age for however long desired, typically three to nine months. And it's really cool because, oh, like I said, if they do the wax sealing, if it's done properly, no mold should grow on it. It'll age, but there's no mold. But if they do the cloth, it develops a white and gray mold. It's, like, not harmful, but it's just mm -hmm. interesting. But so that was a mini history of cheddar cheese. And now mm. we'll get back to Tillamook. Okay. So we're now in 1909. What? All my those favorite, years passed. That's my favorite era. And all these creameries are like, we want to make sure we're giving like quality dairy products to people. So they all get yeah. together yeah. and they establish the Tillamook County Creamery Association. I would love to be a part of that. Right? I want to know what they do. Abbreviated as TCCA. And this is, of course, established in none other than Tillamook, Oregon. And it's kind of a convoluted history. I don't, I've never really understood how, like, they produce cheese. It's, like, this whole thing with, like, brands and stuff. But if you've ever looked closely at the Tillamook, like, logo, it's, the Morning Star is, like, on it. Like, the boat that they built. It's really cool. And, you know, cheese is booming. A railroad track that connects to Tillamook is finished just two years later in 1911, so oh. it gets a lot easier to transport cheese to the West Coast. Railroads. And the federal government's like, we gotta send cheese to, like, we gotta send dairy products for soldiers during World War One and World War Two. so they have contracts with Tillamook to provide cheese, like, overseas during the World War. Cheese overseas. So Tillamook is... Booming. Yeah, I was gonna say they're, they're they got the hookup. Living the high life of cheese luxury. Dang. <laughs> this had to be my favorite title in my notes. It's called Come Together Right Now Over Cheese. Oh my goodness. Because if you don't get the reference, you were probably born in like two thousand and yeah. above. Oh my god, if you're born in two thousand you're, like, 21 already. I know. Maybe 22. You have an early birthday. 
So, world <laughs> following World War II. Let's, let's just skip over that. It's a good the, title. It's a good title. It is. It is. The four largest cheese factories. That's right. I showed you on my fingers just in case it didn't match. You could call me out on it. Sometimes oh, I do it holding wrong. up seven fingers on one hand. When did you get those extra fingers? So, these four <laughs> factories come together and they form the Tillamook Cheese Dairy Association. My goodness. I know. Another one. And that's abbreviated as TCDA. And then they build a huge cheese making plant that opens in 1949. And this attracts a lot of tourists. You can still, maybe not right now because of COVID, but you can like visit like one of their factories and like see the cheese making process. Imagine like a little cheese souvenir. And they probably let you taste it. It's like just a piece of it. I love cheese. I love cheese. If you love cheese, you should watch the box trolls because they've got a whole thing about cheese in that. I've actually never seen it. It's good. It's like my favorite movie. So this is also when they start to sell ice cream locally. Mm. And Tillamook ice cream is pretty good. They're like they make like ice cream cookie sandwiches mm-hmm. that are very good. And then we hit cut the cheese in half because in the 1960s the TCCA and the TCDA get a divorce. They don't. Oh. They're not feeling each other. And like this thing. Them together encompasses, like, being able to produce cheese from a specific dairy farm and labeling it as Tillamook cheese. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, like, weird, and I never really thought about it. So, like, when they split, this is basically the splitting of the, like, cheesemakers and the dairy farmers. Okay. This represents a split between them and, like, disagreement. And it gets violent. Um, the car and home of Beale Dixon, who was the head of the TCCA, um, are damaged with a homemade bomb. Like, when a homemade bomb explodes. I oh know. Oh, gosh. Like, che- cheesemakers and dairy farmers don't mess around. I feel like they need each other, though. Like, what? Right? Because, like, you, you can't have cheese if you don't have dairy farmers to work with. And you can't, like, make cheese and make a profit off of the cheese farmers. if you don't have like cheesemakers to take your dairy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not I was gonna say I'm not a cheese farmer. <laughs> I don't farm cheese. <laughs> Neither are they. Nobody. So at the end of the decade they finally come back together and now they're just the Tillamook cheese sorry, the Tillamook County Creamery Association. Okay. Yes. So the T C D A is kind of like not around anymore. And then we kind of go through some time. They're still making cheese, blah, blah, blah. In the 90s, they start selling sour cream oh, and yogurt. I love sour cream. Sour cream is good. I've never had Tillamook sour cream. Me either. I, think about I feel like, I don't know if they still sell it. But in 2000, they purchased the abandoned cheese factory, which was like a cheese factory that was not doing well. And they start producing cheese there under the abandoned name. So, like, they also are selling cheese under the Bandon name, not just Tillamook. That's where I, like, get confused. And then in 2001, they purchased, sorry, I, like, burped in the middle of that, so I said it weird, a factory in Boardman, Oregon. It's just another large factory. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the Bandon factory, like, closes down in, like, 2002. And then just, like, a little bit of controversy 
uh, a few years back, people got really upset because they heard that certain dairy farmers within the like Tillamook Association were using BGH or like bovine growth hormone, and people were like, no, 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 no. So the TCE TCCA votes to phase it out from their dairy farms, but there's also speculation that like they low key still buy milk from farms that use it they're just not a part of their like association it's kind of controversial sounds a little sus sus. and then nowadays they're still producing cheese and butter and stuff and i think they just in like 2018 they built or they rebuilt one of their factories it's like super fancy looking Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the history of tillamook cheese (laughs) I don't know if that was interesting. It was interesting to me. I thought it was interesting. I want to go visit that cheese factory. Right? I You never realize, like, how convoluted the, like, history of something can be. Like, yeah. they've been around. Like, Tillamook has been around since, like, kind of, like, the 1900s. Like, a little into the 1800s. But, like, it's less together. Mm-hmm. And then just a little fun fact. Um, cheese is naturally either white. Or, like, it, some shade of, like, light or golden yellow. Cheese is never, like, naturally that, like, stark orange yeah, like cheddar, cheddar color. Cheeses. So, the orange color comes from annatto seeds, which are just, like, a tasteless seed from some plant that they add that makes it, like, that bright orange. Oh. But, like, one of the stories around that is, like, I think it was, like, a cheese company in Wisconsin was making just, like, regular golden yellow cheddar cheese, which is, like, a natural color for it. And, like, they moved, and their cows weren't eating annatto seeds anymore. So if a cow eats annatto seeds, it'll make the cheese a little golden yellow, but it's still not, like, that, like, bright orange. So they started adding that because they're like, our customers are so used to our cheese being golden yellow. Oh, so they literally just do it for the color. Yeah, like it doesn't add any flavor. It's so weird. And like some people think they just did it to like differentiate themselves. But now like anyone who makes cheddar probably makes some derivative that's that's orange. That's like the standard of cheddar cheese. Yeah, but then like you have white cheddar, which is really just like cheddar without annatto seeds, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure the aging process is a little different, too. They're just too, like, uh, but... we don't really want to take this extra step. Let's just forget the seeds. But, like, it's just funny that we associate cheddar cheese with orange. Yeah. But, like, naturally, without annatto seeds, you're never going to have that color. It's just yeah, weird. That's interesting. So that's the history of Tillamook cheese. Quite a long one. Um, And now let's get spooked. Well, I just, I'll just say, I feel like uh, learning about how things are made, it makes you just, like, remember how, like, every single thing you use, every single thing around you is made somehow. Yeah. And it's, like, someone figured that out. And, like, it's being made, like, just how much, like, effort and process, process, how much effort goes into, like, making cheese. It's, like, think about all the cheese that there is available right now. There's so much cheese. Just in our fridge. (laughs) I know, I know. But we have, like, two pounds of cheese just in our fridge. I know. And, like, some cow had to make the milk for that. It blows my mind. And then you, like, eat it in, like, four seconds. And it probably took days to months. produce. It's got to age. Yeah. Months just to age. And then you've got to package it. And you've yeah. got to figure out how to get it to where it needs Sell to be. It's crazy. Like, if you get Tillamook cheese, I'm pretty sure it, like, has to come from... 
the dairy farmers in Tillamook. In Tillamook. On the, do they still use the boat or do they use the train? Do you know? I mean, I'm just thinking about even to get it to Probably. here. Oh, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, that cheese comes from, I don't know how that works. I know. Anyways, globalization, am I right? Oh, I always like think about, I've been thinking about consumption a lot lately, I feel like, and how like. Tuberculosis? <laughs> God, I always think about TB, which is like how as consumers, like, we consume so much that it's almost disgusting. It's like we is we, we can be really wasteful too mm-hmm. like in over consumption and throwing things away it's crazy it blows my mind it makes me tired to think about honestly wait lizzie's falling asleep right now oh, can you just do my notes for me <laughs> we should one time we should write notes for each other and make the other person <laughs> that, explain it that is something that i if you could see the way i type things for. things in parentheses mm-hmm. that are like try and make a joke out of this i just hey Theo, you don't need to go up there. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Scooby's like, are you causing mischief without me? Mischief. 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 Okay, so before I get started, I want to credit my sources because I had a lot of copy and paste onto here. Oh, one day that's just going to seesaw off of there. What is that from? The trash. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Theo? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. One man's Theo, trash is another man's down. slightly less trash. Trash. This tail freaks me out. Okay. Don't look at me like that, Theo. Stop it. Thank you. Let me just do a quick stretch. Ooh. Salute the sun. Okay. Oh, no. Yikes. I got a sip of, gotta get a sip of that matcha. All right. Good job, Miss Hope. Thank you. That was very good. Very, very it's, well it's done. Where do you call me by my name? Thank you. They're detailed. I commend you. They are very detailed. We love to see it. So, first and foremost, I would like to thank Wikipedia and then PuzzleBoxHorror.com. And um, this will kind of give the title away, but Oregon State Hospital Museum Ooh. website. I don't get it. She's she's just slow over there. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, so as you just heard, I'm covering Oregon State Hospital. Oh. Oh. That makes so much sense. Yes, and it used to be called the Oregon As- Insane Asylum. So it's Ooh. it's like a mental hospital. Side note, I also was spelling Oregon wrong for a very long time. I so many times when I searched it, it'd be like, did you mean? Yeah, I would spell it. O-R-E-O-G-O-N. Oreogon. Oreo. There's no extra O in that middle. That's just Hope's but brain. it would be fine if there was. You right. know what I'm saying? I would still say Oregon. So it's not matter. hurting anybody. You know? Okay. So the location is Salem, Oregon. Which I find very interesting because there's also Salem, Massachusetts. Um, we all know what happened there. Yes. And... I almost did something that involved a witch in Oregon, but I couldn't really find credible, like, notes on mm-hmm. it, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyways, this hospital was built in 1883, so you have an asylum built in the 19th century, which is basically a recipe for haunting. Yeah, this is, like, ask me. also the birth of Tillamook cheese. Because, like, that was, like, the late oh, yeah. 1800s. <laughs> it's, like, where the cows 
put in like an insane asylum for mental war. That's where your brain went when I said that. I don't think that um, they definitely don't call it insane asylum today because I think that's pretty problematic. Yeah. Referring to people as insane like that. So, anyways, um, so this hospital is huge, by the way, and some parts of it are actually still in use today, but they did close off a lot of the hospital um, due to severe disrepair. But now they actually have a museum in one of the wings. And so, um, I don't know, I've read that it's sort of like a monument to the way people were mistreated who suffered from, like, mental illness or certain, like, mental conditions. Because, I mean, you've all heard stories of how bad people were treated. A lot of times, yeah. like, even in, like, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, up until, like, the 60s and, and 70s. It, yeah, like, a lot of these treatments go up to, like, the 60s, so... Mm-hmm. It's pretty disturbing because that really wasn't that long ago. Nope. My parents were being born yeah. at, like, the tail end of, like, probably the worst practices still occurring. I'm sure they oh, yeah. still happen today. We just don't. Yeah, just because they, like, outlaw them doesn't mean that doesn't people aren't doing them. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, um, today there is about 600 patients that are still being cared for in the um, hospital. And it still treats uh, people or mental conditions. So, um, so the institution is really nice looking on the outside. Ooh, it's really beautiful. It's really inviting. You. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of how they covered up a lot of the like malpractice that was going on inside. Cause people were like, Oh, it's such a lovely looking, you know, hospital. Like there's nothing bad going on inside, but there was really, really gross, awful stuff. So anyways, it was originally intended to treat all types of patients, but eventually, just due to overcrowding, they narrowed it down to, in their words, criminally insane and mentally handicapped. 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 And just as random, like, stat, well, it's not very random, it's relevant, but two-thirds of their population were found to be both mentally insane and they were found guilty of some type of crime, which, if you are having, um... A mental illness that is untreated, you might have been more likely to be committing crimes, you know? Because mm-hmm. if things go untreated, it's like, there's a reason for treatment. There's a reason why people seek it out. Yeah. So, here's a picture of um, our glorious hospital in 1895 for Miss Hope over there. That is huge. It's massive. Oh my gosh. They, there's like wings and like several different parts. Yeah, and it looks nice. Like it's a pretty building. Imagine getting lost in there. Yeah. So sadly, the doctors did not have the patient's best interests at heart. Um, things would not be accepted. Things that would not be accepted today took place back then, which is commonly reported with mental institutions. Mm-hmm. And also, sadly, hundreds, if not thousands, of patients did die in the hospital. And just a random fun fact, the location was made popular when it was used as a filming location for the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The really? The Cuckoo's Nest. Have you seen that? Yes. I've never heard of it. You're blowing my mind right now. Here's why. Quick side note. We watched that for our movie club. My family has a movie really? club. That was one of them. It has Jack Nicholson in it. It was like, it was good, you know. Um, it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, it was funny. It has a really young Danny DeVito in it. So young, I didn't even know it was Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. But I've been listening to 
the soundtrack of Euphoria this yes, week. Yes, yes. And one of the songs references that he's – and, like, the song he says, like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest at, like, the beginning. And, like, he says, like, screws loose and stuff. Yeah. Weird when those things line up yes, in your life. Yes, that's super random. But it's a good movie. I didn't know st- stuff was filmed there. That's interesting. Yeah, the, like, head doctor or whatever that. approved of it. So – I don't know. It's if you don't know, like me, I've never seen it. It's like a movie from the seventies. Um, I think it was like award winning. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll have to watch it. <laughs> it sounded so excited about that. Oh, I'm really? so excited! Wow. So, all the rooms today are remodeled, but there's a very heavy energy that still lingers, as one can imagine. And in the year 1900. A survey of the hospital's patients revealed a total of 1,188 patients, ranging from the ages of 8 to 86 years old. There was a children's ward, um, which is really sad because a lot of the children who were in there didn't need to be in there. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people who were in the hospital, period, didn't need to be in there. Yeah. I'll go over some of the reasons later that they deemed them insane. It's like most of us have these issues or like do these things on the daily. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, The most common causes of insanity reported by the hospital at the time were excessive living, don't know what that means, liquor, narcotics, and venereal disease. Which, venereal disease, is that like... Genital? Is that like, yeah? Yeah. Like STD? I think so. Okay. I forgot to... Genital? 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 So, yeah, excessive living, I guess. It just kind of sounds like a party lifestyle. That's honestly. what I was thinking. That doesn't make you crazy. No. Okay. Let's begin. Don't okay. Begin. That's I my told, title. I told Harvey, now that we kind of know where we want to go with this, I think we could start adding in some, like, sound effects. Yeah. I was thinking during mine, we'll do, like, a skillet frying, <sighs> and yours, it'll be like, ooh. But we'll I'm do it down. ourselves. We'll go, ooh. <laughs> okay. This is insane. There is an incident. It's called the unfortunate incident of 1942. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. And I can't believe I've never heard of it before because it's wild. Why are we both like not able to sit still anymore? I don't know. So, basically, on November 8th, 1942, um, after being served scrambled eggs, patients started to die left and right. They were vomiting blood. They were... Is it writhing? Or writhing. Writhing. Right. I don't know. Writhing? I think it's writhing. Writhing on the floor in pain. Some people had seizures, which, by the way, epilepsy was a reason people were committed to the hospital, too. Just having epilepsy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So some had seizures. Some struggled to breathe. Some even experienced paralysis. Some people died in minutes, and sadly, other people died, like, hours later. Was poison? It was poison. So like it turns out... Turns out the eggs were poisoned, um, and people who ingested more poison died faster. Checks out. Yep. And so, basically, the night ended with a morgue, uh, a full morgue, and bodies lining the hallways. Oh, my gosh. Yep. But luckily, there was one nurse named Allie Wassel. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. She took a bite of the eggs when they were brought to her ward, which is funny because I don't know if she was supposed to be eating them because she's yeah. a nurse, you know? Mm-hmm. Or if maybe if they served them breakfast, too. But anyways, she noticed that they tasted really bad or, like, weird, and she was like, I'm not serving these to my patients. So she saved, like, her whole wing, basically. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I hope so, she was a good person. I know. 
Um, because they've talked about this in My Favorite Murder, like, just insane asylums and how a lot of the staff was, like, really awful. Mm -hmm. Like, doctors and nurses. And, like, there were some nurses who were really good. But, like, they couldn't stay because they were like, this is awful. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, but those patients need you, you know? So it's like this weird imbalance. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so the poison was identified as sodium fluoride. And it was only found in the eggs cooked within the hospital. So since this was, like, happening during World War II, some people speculated that um, it was a potential terrorist attack since they Mm. were on the West Coast. Mm. And the eggs came from a federal surplus commodities, like, store type of thing that was distributed by the government and was shipped to the to like state institutions so the hospital got some schools got some you know and so they thought maybe like it was an attack by like a an enemy yeah um, so like was it only only the, in the hospital so like those places that got the same eggs quote unquote yeah so the government ordered that all the institutions stopped using the eggs just in case you know until they could like do an investigation and see what happened um, and so they found out that the, all the other eggs were fine. So something happened once they got to the hospital. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, as bad as it sounds, like, thank God they weren't poisoned, like, and sent to schools and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so just about sodium fluoride. It's commonly used as insecticide for rats and cockroaches. Mm. It is a white substance that could be easily mistaken for flour, baking powder, or powdered milk. Mm. So was it an accident or was it intentional? Yeah, but, like, how do you mix, like, isn't it in, like, a bottle that says, like, sodium fluoride, do not ingest? Well, here you go. So, according to the reports, the hospital's assistant cook confessed and told the officials that he had sent a patient to the basement storeroom for powdered milk, and the patient mistakenly brought back roach poison, and it had been mixed in the scrambled eggs. Patients in the asylums were regularly used to help in the kitchen and around the hospital, and as part as part of a work experience opportunity to keep them to help them with self-esteem, feeling productive, as well as earning a small wage. Um, But now there's procedures that basically prevent that so accidents like this don't happen. Mm -hmm. So the patient who had retrieved the poison instead of powdered milk was a 27-year-old man named George Nosen, and he had admitted himself to the hospital as a paranoid schizophrenic. So there's no telling what he thought, you know, Mm -hmm. while he was down there grabbing this stuff. Um... So he'd been assigned to kitchen detail, washing dishes, cleaning floors, preparing for lines, preparing for lines of other patients. I don't know. And the kitchen was seriously understaffed. The mealtime had been incredibly busy, so the assistant cook, which his name was Abraham McKillop, something like that, he sent for Nosen to fetch the powdered milk, a violation of the rules established at the hospital in 1908, and apparently he wandered into the wrong storeroom which tragically opened with the same key he'd be given for the food storeroom. So just, Dang. like, a whole mixture of, like, like unfortunate... Unfortunate? Yeah. Which, isn't that what like, they literally used to describe the event? <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. So anyways, um, they say, like, you know, it was a terrible thing, but it did bring about some necessary changes to the way the hospitals were conducting their safety practices, mm-hmm. as well as this labeling is done now by the Food and Drug Administration, which is, like, who, lab- like, put a skull and crossbone on it, you know? Right. You need Go to. pull, like, Powerpuff Girls on it, and they, like, pour a little bottle in of, like, not good stuff and just big X exactly. crossbone. Exactly. Don't Whatever you gotta do. So, 
anyways, um, it was an accident, and 47 people were ended up dying. Were ended up dying? Ended up dying. (laughs) And hundreds more were struck incredibly ill after they were served their daily breakfast. I know. That's so sad. It's crazy. 47 people. That's a lot. Just out of nowhere. Um, anyways, so some of the malpractices that they have reported. Mm-hmm. Straight jackets, shackles, electric shock therapies, lobotomies, which I had to look that up because I forgot, which is basically, I'm pretty sure they go into your brain. They remove a part of your brain. Part of the... the Prefun- uh, prefrontal cortex? Yes. Yeah. And basically remove, like, a lot of the functioning in your brain. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Ice baths, which is, like, <clears throat> just sounds bad. Um, drugs and sterilizations, and, of course, eugenics. Mm-hmm. And beginning in 1923, the hospital participated in the eugenics movement, sterilizing a total of more than 2,600 patients until the early 1980s. Yep. It's only 40 years ago. It's been going on for a while. And forced sterilization of people deemed, like, unworthy to have children still happens today. Yep. Parents can sign off on it in certain situations and in certain states. Oh, my God. They can forcibly sterilize an adult that is their child. I did not know that. Yeah. It's weird. Weird, like, stuff. Oh, my God. I sound like such a... Millennial saying I listened to a podcast on it, but I did. I listened to an NPR podcast on it. That's it's like messed wild. up. I mean, I, it might have been a little outdated, but I'm pretty sure you can still do it. I'm sure. Case. I'm sure you can. Sad. It is sad. Yeah, we. I learned about that basically in um, a class I took at UT, and kind of how it like influenced um, Hitler. Mm-hmm. He was kind of influenced by the eugenics that was going on in the U.S. Which is wild and uh, shameful. Anyways, let's see. Yeah, so common procedures once again. Um, where did I? I lost it. Oh, electric shock therapies. Um, insulin shock therapy, which I don't know what that is. I'm insulin? assuming they give you insulin, and maybe if you don't need it, your body has like a weird reaction to it. I bet. Yeah. Oh. I know. Yeah. Um, and metrazole shock therapy, which I don't know what that is either, but it says the latter of the two, which were introduced in 1937. Hmm. So in 1981, respectively, the hospital abolished the practice of lobotomy, which is once again not that long ago, and dismantled its eugenics program, allegedly. Throughout the 80s and the 90s, the hospital again continued to experience issues with overcrowding, and in 1991, it was noted that the hospital was so overcrowded that beds were placed in corridors and in smoking rooms and wards. I'd be pissed if, like, my bed's in the smoking room. I'm like, come on, bro. And, of course, they were very, very understaffed. And so people who just had simple issues like alcoholism were admitted because the uh, staff didn't have proper time to really evaluate them. Yeah. Um, and then some other reasons. Just off the top of my head, I saw, like, a picture real quick of the sheet of why people were um put in there one of them was masturbation which is like what if you're just a teenage boy like <laughs> you know are your parents like, gonna what, like, like excessive or like doing it in like inappropriate situations i think just, just like, masturbation come on guys and then also menstruation was on there 
I'm sorry, what? He's like, excuse me? Look, That's... I don't want it either, but I'm like, I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, and then of That's course, life. um, epilepsy, which I already said, and let's... That's all I can remember. But basically, you get the point that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really. Um, okay, this is really messed up. So there's an issue that was discovered sort of recently about lost remains. So in the basement of the hospital, it was discovered that there were 5,000 canisters of human remains left unclaimed for decades. So there was... 3,600 neglected urns. Yeah, like cremations. Oh, wow. So for years, Oregon officials assumed that some of the thousands of unclaimed urns at the Oregon State Hospital belonged to patients who were buried in the hospital cemetery, exhumed in like the 13 and 13s, in 1913 and 1914, and then cremated. But researchers came to believe none of the urns were linked to the old asylum cemetery and that the fate of the cemetery bodies about 1500 all is a, a mystery. Wow. So they have about 1500 other lost remains that they don't know what happened. Because they're not the people who were cremated in this. I don't know. It's. They weren't the ones who were buried in like the cemetery and exhumed. I don't know how to explain it very yeah. clearly. But they have a lot of lost remains and it's really messed up. And the urns were stacked like paint cans down in the basement. And there's oh a picture gosh. of it from this. There was, like, a lady who won, like, a Pulitzer Prize for, like, these photos she took, and, mm-hmm. yeah, they do look like paint cans down there. But now there's, like, a memorial, um, and they have a lot of them stacked up, and they also, you know, let families reclaim them. Yeah. And so now they have a memorial for them, which is nice, but it's, like, it's just so horrible. So, yeah. And now for the ghost experiences. So there is something about tunnels, in this hospital. Oh, so this is what you're going to talk about? No, the Shanghai tunnels are actually unrelated. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, Oregon State Hospital is a very large building, and there is an extensive series of underground tunnels that have been used for everything, from transportation of food to laundry to actually housing patients during periods of extreme overcrowding. And um, people have reported like voices and screams from the tunnels below. Yeah, when the hospital was being rebuilt, Mm -hmm. like a lot of staff members have. And um, I read somewhere that, like, you know, if you can't hear their screaming while they're all the way down in the tunnels, like, what else could the doctors have been doing? So it's just like, oh, I don't know. Um, Basically, just, like, there is a list of things, and it was kind of a lot of um, general ghost experiences. I couldn't find too many specifics. But people report seeing shadowy apparitions, full-bodied apparitions, wandering halls, spirits of children seen in the halls and the yards. This was really creepy, but they say some have seen children transform into, like, malnourished children and, like, skeletons sometimes. I think to, like, show you, like, what they went through and Mm -hmm. they'll, like, transform back into, like, their regular ghost self. Ooh, that's creepy. That's so creepy. Yeah. Abnormal. Is it EBP? EBP? I've never known. EVPs? Just like if you say it fast enough, they don't know what you're saying. EVPs and orbs. Anyways, Zach's have sisters that are three years old. Feeling as if they're being watched and followed by something that does not want them to be there. Oh, my favorite feeling. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Scooby's like letting you know. Scooby's like, yeah. so you don't like when people watch you? Because I watch you all the time. Showering, going to the bathroom, <laughs> Seriously, sleeping. taking baths. Um, people report being touched, grabbed, and pushed. And then tunnels tunnels um, have some of the strongest activities. And apparently the ward where the movie was filmed, which is maybe the ghosts are like mad about it. I don't know. Hmm. Um, extreme feelings of sadness, fear, and hopelessness. And speculation that this is how the patients felt when they were kind of walking into the hospital as they knew, like, they were leaving behind, like, their That's life really as they knew sad. it. I know. And then doors opening and closing, lights turning on, objects moving by themselves, personal items going missing, and being rediscovered in strange places, which reminds me of my backpack at yep. your house. Never forget that. Strange whispering from empty rooms, which is a big no thank you from me. And that's pretty much it. And so, like I said, today there's about 600 patients. And the peak of it in the mid-20th century was 3,600 patients. So, Oh, my gosh. Just to put it into your mind how much of an issue overcrowding was. Mm -hmm. And especially how many people probably didn't need to be there at all. Yep. That's so, so sad. That is all I got for you. That was spooky. Yep. It's honestly... What's your favorite phrase? Like, spooky season? Mm. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So we do have one more thing Yes To talk about So good timing You know why that's good timing Because we're literally at an hour and a half Oh my god we are And I literally said like one third two thirds <laughs> But first things first I don't know why I yelled at I'm so sorry okay. <laughs> I just feel like I was listening it's okay. I, I wonder if people are noticing that when you're telling me about something, I'm exceptionally silent because I'm such a listener and I have to like soak it all into my brain and like next episode I'm like, so I have this question about this topic you talked about four months ago, the last time we recorded. And I'm like, uh, I don't me with the worst memory ever. Uh, so we wanted to start an Instagram um, to just get the word out there that we have a podcast, but also as a resource for our listeners to i was about to shut my laptop mm -mm. <laughs> that's not gonna work mm -mm. a place where you guys can either one maybe reference photos that like we show each other during yeah. this or yeah. we can i don't also know put, like links and stuff put links we can do polls like what do you guys want to hear about the next episode or yeah. we can tease episodes yeah. love that phrase yeah. um or even just like maybe advertise stuff like merch that we want to make or something definitely but we ha we had this idea. I don't even remember who had the idea. But Lindsay actually reads a lot. I wish I read a lot. So we thought, let's combine those <laughs> two. And let's make a like a podcast book club. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if this would be a low-key, completely separate thing. But like mm -hmm. we're going to mesh the two just because they would both exist. Yeah. But we wanted to start a book club with you guys. Um, who knows, maybe one day if we're, like, super famous, you can be like, I was in a book club with them. Yeah. We could do, well, like, about that, but. it could be, like, we have a mini episode during the week discussing the book, mm -hmm. or, like, almost like a Zoom type thing, although I think most of us are really tired of Zoom right yeah. now. See, I kind of like your idea of, like, it almost would be, like, a read-along you know those shows that are those podcasts that are watch alongs? Yeah. And they talk about an episode. Mm -hmm. So it could be like we choose a book. Oh, or yeah. if we have an Instagram, you guys help us choose a book. And then we read it at all at the same pace. And then we have an episode where we talk about it. Yeah. And you just kind of get to be like oh. an audience member who and, listens, but you and can write in and like 
tell us things you noticed. Totally write in. Maybe we could do like dedicated Instagram posts where you can like in the comments talk about it. Yeah. I'm I'm imagining like one person signing up. <laughs> And there's just, like, one comment on every post about it that's, like, I like this chapter, too. Yeah. And it's, like, anonymous, 422. Yeah. And we're, I like, yeah, know. we loved it, too. I'm trying to think, like, I mean, I'm a, you know, we could just do, like, a book a month. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good goal for me. <laughs> yeah, for anybody, really. And, you know, maybe, like, each week we break down a little bit of the book rather mm-hmm. than, like, doing it all at the end. Yeah. Because it's a lot to cover. It's also a good way... I don't know if you guys have issues keeping up with reading, but, like, I need something to make me read Mm -hmm. because I enjoy it, but I never want to start it. Yeah. So, like, if I have something where, like, I know I need to read a chapter this week, like, I have something to kind of do and, like, push me to do it. Yeah. And, like, I get, like, I've seen people advertise those, like, live book clubs where you meet on Zoom. Personally, that makes me feel kind of awkward. So yeah. I understand if you guys don't like the idea of doing that. Yeah, I'm in one right now, and in the beginning, I was like, this is awkward. And then I almost left it, actually, during. I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, stayed, and someone was like, why don't we actually, like, kind of introduce ourselves? And it yeah. it kind of, like, broke the wall of me being like, I'm really scared to talk. Because I'm better if someone approaches me about it, you know? Yep, that's how I am. So being forced to do it, I'm like, hi, blah, blah. And then I talked at the end, and I was like, okay, I think I'll stay. And, like, we all went through and followed each other on Instagram after, because we all have bookgrams. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Oh, we should start linking your bookgram in there. Oh, Our description could get any longer. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is... We'll start planning what we think we maybe want to do with this. Yeah. But we can start our Instagram... And you guys can give us input, or you can email us at uncommonthoughtspodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. And just let us know your thoughts on it. If you would want to join, I imagine most of the people that listen to this podcast, one of us knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's totally fine if our book club is basically just our friends. Yeah, because a book club, Hope and I would be happy just to have a book club with each other. So it does not have to have yeah, a lot no of people. Yeah, if no one signs up, we'll probably still start a book club. Yeah. We don't care. I know <laughs> I know. Uh, one of my friends will definitely sign up. Yeah. Because we talked about um, it already. <laughs> Harvey might join. He's been getting into reading a lot more. Oh, good. Obviously, my mom would probably join. Yeah. So we should pick a really inappropriate book. Um, but yeah, we just thought that would be fun. Let us know your thoughts. You can email us. If you know us personally, you can text us. <laughs> That's fine, too. Um, man, I feel like next week we need to do like something happy. <laughs> I know. That was a rough one. But that I'll was try. interesting. I like I will try. I don't watch or listen to like paranormal podcasts or like paranormal TV shows, so yeah. it's nice to get a little bit of that in my week. Just another yeah. thing to interact with. I don't yeah, know. I'm I rambling. Don't know. I was uh I really thought about doing the Shanghai tunnels, a few lighthouses. I almost did there's like a whole town called Go- Golden and it's a ghost town, but apparently it's like really haunted. That's weird. I know, right? Golden, because... Golden, Colorado. Is that where you... Never mind. <laughs> Personal stuff. Redacted. I was watching... Uh, I watched an episode of Ghost Adventures, or at least part of it, to get some info, and then I was like, no. Yeah. Sorry, Zach Baggins. No. Zach Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Zach Zyler. The Zach oh theorem my is God. thus just that. Oh my God! It's the, it's the point. What? <laughs> the coordinate point. Mm. 
Yes. Wow. All right. So, I think I'm done. Uh, yeah, check the description for all the useful information. Adopt a freaking pet. Yep. And thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Um, and, like, your just adjusting to us adjusting to our lives mm-hmm. we appreciate that yes. no one's like where's the next episode yeah oh also big shout out to a uh, new listener tony one of my good friends he's a big supporter very nice and he's always like he's one of the ones that's like when are you gonna upload another episode but it's oh, very it's here tony it's uh it makes me feel really happy because i'm like oh i know like someone wants us to put one out right someone's like actually like waiting that's yeah. so that is so nice. We really appreciate that. It is. So, He's very nice. Thank oh, you for being God. a listener. Maybe yeah. one day we'll have a catchy phrase at the end, but we're not there yet. Yeah, one day. My voice is cracking, so <laughs> it's probably time to say goodbye. Thank you so much, everybody. Yep. We will see you, hopefully, in like two weeks. Yeah. Good goal. And yes. uh, we'll we'll let you know about that podcast. And I mean, remember, that book club. Uh, Black History Month is starting tomorrow, February first. Yep. Find ways to celebrate diversity in your and life. Then remember to not just do it next month, but your whole life. The whole, I was going to say the whole year. But yeah, Forever. all the years of your life. Alrighty. All righty. Bye. 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 <laughs>